Three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not in a mood for drama with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boy. All right. Be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. Jason Wilde is joining the show, and most importantly, Jason, Matt Hamilton has requested that everyone in the office and everyone on the show today, and I know you guys have exchanged birthday pleasantries already, needs to wish Mr. Matt Hamilton a happy birthday. So, uh, Jason, I'll give you the floor. <laughs> you need to force it out of I don't think that's how him. birthdays work. Yeah, Jim's just like, you have to do this now. <laughs> well, our entire show I'm, I'm, has been I'm, about Matt Hamilton's I birthday. hang up. Yeah, well, I, I, I respect. I already got a like, little Facebook message from you, Jason. You can hang up if you want to. <laughs> okay, great. Quick. That can't be good. I do have a I question. Yeah. Exactly. I have a question. So I saw the GIF. First of all, do you guys say GIF or GIF? I say GIF. Yeah, GIF. I think that's, that's wrong. Right, but that's right? Okay. I, I, no, it can't be right. I, I, I'm if, not if entirely sure. If the birthday sure. boy says GIF, it must be right. Per, yeah, that's uh, right. Today it is. Yeah. How old is that gif? You have short hair. Uh, I'm not or sure which one you're referring to, but it's probably one from 2017 prior to the 2018 Olympics. So it's it's, it's like, a fair bit old it, it, now. It's very old, and and i i love the I love the fact that there's like confetti and stuff because that's very appropriate for it being. Uh, your birthday and all, but yeah, you, you, I'm not like I didn't even recognize. I had to take a double take to make sure that was you. Yeah, that was actually I just saw it from Jim. Uh, there, they have like a thing called the Hundred Days Out uh, Olympic promotion, and they bring out some athletes that are hopefully going to be in the next Olympics. Not everyone is qualified, and you just go through this like we call it the car wash of like all of the media who are going to do interviews, and then there's like. Things like that where you just do different poses and gift things where they filmed a bunch of those. And, yeah, it, it's it's a whole event. They held it in Colorado Springs. Uh, I got to do that in, like, November of 2017 before I was uh, going to go to the Olympics. It was just because I was on one of the favorites to win in the United States. So that was pretty cool, and it was a very long time ago. And that was, like, that was the first time I ever went and got, like, a real expensive, like, grown man's haircut. That was that was because we talked about it last week, like how much we paid for a haircut. Yeah. That was like the first one that wasn't like a cost cutters or a or a barber shop or something like that, where you're trying to get away with like a fifteen twenty dollar cut and get out the door. Like yeah. that was a real haircut. I got like straight. Uh, they use a straight razor to shave me up. That was an yeah. experience. You look amazing. Thank you. And did you th- is that? You threw the confetti yourself, or is that like CGI? No, that AI was software? that's real confetti there. That was real confetti. So it all got in your nice new haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure did. Sure did. Uh, Jason, we have uh, two poll questions today in honor of Matt turning 35. <laughs> One of the questions, and Rhonda Key has the best answer to this so far, but basically, uh, would you want to live to 100? And Rhonda said each passing year, the more pe- you're more likely to say, yes, I want to live to 100. <laughs> but would you want to be 100 years old, Jason Wilde? Yeah, yes. for sure. All right. All right. I think it's last I looked, it's not a, it's not a slam dunk. Uh, my grandma lived to 100. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it, how how how, uh, how sharp was she uh, toward the end? Like how how I, what kind of quality of life did she have? I would say uh, she was. You know, how Matt's here like seventy percent of the time, gone thirty percent of the time. It was the reverse. Mm, so she was, was here thirty percent of the time, gone seventy percent of the time. So yeah. very in and out. She so had a good Paula, quality of life, but her ment- her mental state was in and out. That's understandable. Paula's grandpa is ninety four, and he calls me on my birthday. We go visit him. His uh, his retirement community is right across the street in. Uh, in uh, uh, across the street from Aaron's uh, facility, so the okay. Aaron's factory and stuff in Brilliant. Uh, yep. So we go to visit him, and he is—he's not able to get around very well, but he is super sharp, and he gives me grief, and then he asks me about a thousand Packers questions, <laughs> and I love it. And yeah. If I could be like him at ninety-five, ninety-six, whatever he is now, uh, I will more than take that happily. Oh yeah, same. I totally get that. The other question we had was, if you were like a sports czar, what would you either get rid of or change? In sport? you could just change anything in sports. I just said, you know what? I feel like the players don't care about All Star games anymore. We could do the weekend, but maybe we just retire the All Star game. Would be kind of maybe my move. Like, what would you do if you could do one thing in sports to to fix it? In your opinion? In your opinion? So, so wait. I thought I voted. I could have sworn I voted in a poll that said, should I do away with All Star games? And I voted yes. And or no, I voted no. And I was like in the distinct minority, like that sixty-three thirty-seven or something. Is that also a poll? Yep, that's our second yeah, poll. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, I am saying that if I was a sports star, I would get rid of the All Star game. And sixty-seven percent of people say yes. But now we're also asking people like, "Hey, do you have something you would just change in sports? Like, if if it's not the All Star game, what would you change if you could?" Uh, well, first I would have uh, pro football have the overtime it had for the Super Bowl for all games. Uh, I like that one. And that way, people might know. People might actually know how the rules work when it's going on, which would be nice. <laughs> yes. Considering how apparently some did not. I mean, uh, but beyond that, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was no, going to no, say, no. I, I just want to give credit to the official, which still blows my mind that Shanahan didn't know because my wife was sitting next to me and she asked me a question on the official about the overtime thing and other games for the Super Bowl, and I was like. Uh, let's have the guy explain it to us, and we'll see if we don't. And then once he explained it, she goes, oh, okay, I get it now. But somehow the 49ers didn't understand it. Like, the official at the I coin toss did such a great job explaining everything that I was like, oh, okay, I got it now. Wait, did he explain that? So he makes a comment about it being a new game, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I guess I should have known that that meant that the first it was really the first quarter that they were playing in overtime, and so the clock wasn't a factor. But like I, I didn't understand. I was, I was among the many who were thinking, why aren't they stopping the clock? They're about to run over, run out of overtime time. And then I thought, well, they got, they must be going beyond that. It must not really count on the clock. And then Tony Romo, who takes so much grief he, he now, like yes, I can't believe how many people are down on him uh, when he was like the prince of broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> he was the one who, who finally said, look. And in case you're wondering, you know, this is like the first quarter. So if you're wondering why they're not stopping the clock or calling timeout, that's why. And I was like, thank you, Tony. Thank <laughs> you for your service. But also in that moment, the Chiefs still ran a play. So I was like, I feel like the Chiefs are only 85% sure that that right? was the rule. Because they're like, you know, just in case, let's just run yeah, one more play. Just in case. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I guess I knew that they would be able to finish their possession from what he, the way he explained it. Uh, so, uh, but then right around the time I was starting to pop in my head, to Romo's credit, he reiterated of like, "Hey, they still get to like have another quarter." 
because you get to finish your possession. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like when I, it was kind of like when I'm watching curling and I don't have any <laughs> clue what's going on, frankly. <laughs> well, you have an insider. If I wasn't playing in the game that you were watching, you can text me. You know, I've always <laughs> wanted you to teach me the finer points, and you're so busy. Half the time, you're not even on one. So uh, I'm, I'm curious. There's some talk about me moving days. Yeah. Uh, on this program, and I would just whatever day is best for Matt will be best for me. I think. Interesting. Uh, we got to keep early in the week. Wednesdays are my best day because I sometimes I'm traveling home from a tournament on on Monday, and oftentimes I'm either leaving. Uh, it might be Tuesday. I'm leaving Wednesday or Thursday for tournaments. I think Tuesday might be my best day. That's perfect. That works for me. We'll have to see if primetime is okay with that, though. He's the boss. Uh, I'm good with it. He's been getting a lot of extra work dumped on him. I don't know if he can handle this. Uh, (laughs) Jesse strikes again. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, Exactly. Yes, that's part of the training. Uh, uh, Jason, I heard you today, and I I only was able to catch glimpses of it, but what I kind of gathered is that you were saying, like, and I think Tosh said, if this is the Jordan Love the fans get forever, I. He thinks they'll be okay with it. I don't. They've been Packer fans have been spoiled. If if he turns out to be Kirk Cousins or you know that some version of that, where you're just always close but never elite, I think at some point Packer fans will, will turn on him. But uh, in general, like how much, like on a scale of one to ten, how curious you are to see if Jordan Love can, I guess, or how confident are you that Jordan Love will repeat exactly what he did or or get better. I guess we will we'll set aside the regression. Like, how confident are you that he'll at least repeat or get or get marginally better next year? Yeah, I, I, I thought you I thought you were starting to say how uh, curious I am, and I'm on a scale of one to ten, I'm a ninety. Yeah, like, curious. I, well, I figured you'd be curious. I, so I, I put see. that aside. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I know, I know. But my, but I, I this is so fun for me. Um, you know, because I'm I'm closer to after 28 seasons, I'm closer to the end of my time covering the team than the beginning. Now, I still want to get to 50 seasons, which would mean that I would be 74 when I retired, which would also mean that I better live to 100 because I'm going to have to have some retirement. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, so, I'm so fascinated to see what happens because I don't think, like, and I said this during the time that he wasn't playing, like, I kept talking about wow throws and how regularly we would see them from Rodgers in camp and in practice and in preseason games after his first preseason and how we didn't see that from love. And, and people would bring up, you know, during the early part of the season, was that a wild throw? They would tweet those at me. And sometimes they were, a lot of times they weren't, they weren't, they weren't ordinary, but they weren't wow. And by the end of the season, there was a, as I said this morning, a cornucopia of wow throws that I'd seen from him. And I'll be honest, in 20 and 21, I wasn't sure if he was going to ever be good enough. And, and again, let's make sure that at some point someone states for the record, even though Goody won't, that Goody and LaFleur had the same doubts, including a year ago when they chose to give, or a year and a half ago or whatever it was, they chose to give Rodgers an extension going into 2022. They weren't convinced that Love was ready. And even before the season, when they did the half measure of the contract, like they didn't know either. And now we know that he's at the very least a good quarterback. Very good? Maybe, probably, but great? We don't know that yet. And I think we're all, we're all caught up in the love fest. And I am too. 
because I was so impressed by what he did. But, you know, I, I do think that there are, there are going to be defensive coordinators who have a better understanding of how to defend him, and I think he's going to have some games where he's not going to look very good. And is that going to be a full season of regression? I don't, I don't expect that. But I do think that there's going to be some ups and downs still. I don't think he has arrived. And the question that Tausch actually asked was, if he has the same career as Rodgers, will Packers fans be happy? Well, you know, Tausch was off on his little vacation jaunt last week. When Bulaga and I did the show together, though, we, I think uh, uh, we, we had heard something that Rob Domofsky had said criticizing Rodgers for his play in the 2014 NFC Championship game and extrapolating that out into talking about how many times in playoff games Rodgers didn't play well enough. And while Rob's point was accurate, I did dispute the idea of 2014. I was playing on one leg. And I still think he did enough to win the game. Uh, Their team did definitely not do enough. But if you want to crush Rodgers for postseason performances, 2020 losing when they got all those turnovers off Brady, and 2021 when he managed one offensive touchdown, if you're the reigning NFL MVP, you got to be better in both those games, and your team wins them. And so if Jordan Love has that kind of stuff at the end of his tenure as a starter, and he has a couple years where he misses the playoffs and whatever else, I don't think Packers fans will be satisfied, even if he's got a Super Bowl. Because ask Packers fans if they're satisfied with Aaron Rodgers' career I'm not sure that you get a clear majority that says yes, even though he brought them a title and won four MVPs. Interesting. That is an interesting take. And I tried to kind of allude to a question like that a while back, or last week, and Jim just kiboshed it so fast. I got to ask you, you the one that question that's like kind of been burning in my head, and I think a lot of Packer fans right now. We've got one guy on the team who's eating up most of the cap for next year, and I can't see a reason in which it would be worth to bring him back. But, Jason, maybe you can open my eyes. Is there any benefit to bringing Bach back for next season? Bach back. I'll be Bach. <laughs> um, so so here's this is important, okay? So his cap number for next year is $39.99 million. So if they have him on their team at his current contract, that's what he would cost. Now, the reason why it's a little tricky is because last year, this past season, after they moved on from Rodgers, he counted $40 million in dead cap money. However, he was set to make $31.6 million. So they lost basically $8 million and change in cap space. They were in the negative on cap space with Rodgers. You take off the amount that he was going to count against the cap. You accelerate in all the money. And so you got $40 million counting against the cap without him on the team. So it's about $8 million more than you would have had he been on the team. In Bakhtiari's case, his cap number for next year is $39.99 million. But if you cut him, he only has... 19 million in dead cap. So you actually realize a $21 million improvement and you free up $21 million of cap space if he's not on the team. So does that make sense? Like Rodgers counted more against the cap without him on the team. Bakhtiari will count significantly less. 
I don't think there's any way in God's green earth that he is back on the roster with his current contract. Do I think that there is a more than a minuscule chance that he's on the roster at all? No. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless his injury scares off everybody and their brother from courting him in free agency, uh, I would think they cut him, realize that cap savings, and then he's a free agent. I doubt he comes back, but whoever he signs with, unless they're just beyond convinced that his knee is going to be fine now after its fifth surgery in November, no one's going to give him a lot of guaranteed money unless they're willing to, unless they're that desperate, like the New York Jets, <laughs> whose offensive line sucks and the quarterback would be thrilled to have him on the team. And they've got so much dysfunction over there that maybe they're willing to do it. But uh, I just feel like he's going to have to have an incentive-laden deal wherever he plays. And I do think toward the end of the season, after being a big-time skeptic, I do think he looked at the Packers and thought, wow, this is kind of a fun team to be on. But I, I just, I'm not going to say 0%, but it is a single-digit chance that he plays for the Packers next year, in my opinion. All right, that's what I was asking for. Your opinion, bud. So I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, we won't. Uh, we won't aggregate that or let anyone else do that either, Jason. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Take care. Be good. See ya.